This is Many Lamps in the Room, a podcast by and for New City Church in Vienna, Virginia. This week is our final episode for this first season of Many Lamps in the Room. It's an all-recommendation show where Mark and I are going to just talk about recommendations and ideas for the summer. But first, usually we begin our podcast episodes with a discussion of this week's catechism from the liturgy Sunday service, but we're instead going to talk about discussing the catechism in general with your kids. If we look on one level, just you as the parent, Mm -hmm. it's a good way to tackle questions that you may not readily think of Mm. or a lot of questions that you might already assume you know the answers to. Mm. I think most church people assume they know the answers to a lot of these questions Mm. or the answers to Christianity. Mm. But as they go through the catechisms and it it kind of tugs and pulls at different things and it forces you to, again, think about what these answers might be. It's helpful just to look at it, try to answer it yourself and see what the answer actually is. Mm. So on one level, as the parent or as the teacher, it it's a good refresher and you're constantly thinking through the breadth of the Bible mm-hmm. in terms of the different doctrines, mm-hmm. right? So it kind of forces you to think about things that you normally may not think of. Mm-hmm. And it does help you grow mm-hmm. in your own faith. And so by going over the catechisms, there is that component of it's beneficial to you. But then the other side is that it's greatly beneficial for your children as well because, again, depending upon who you are and what doctrines may naturally pull you, Mm -hmm. you may focus on certain things Mm. and teach your children certain things while neglecting other things. The way that I look at it is it's the broadest but yet most condensed form of learning the doctrines and learning theology Mm. of God and Mm. the Bible. Yeah. First recommendation of this episode, (laughs) the New City Catechism has an app. Yeah. So if you go to the App Store and search for New City Catechism, Mark and I use it practically every week, Mm -hmm. once. It'll pull up the catechism question, but it'll also pull up some commentary and Proof texts as well. And and prayers, too, that can accompany all of the questions. It's great because it also, if you go to, if you open up the the app and, you know, you select a question, on the top right, it has these little three little dots and you can click them. And it it will switch between child mode and adult mode. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the children's mode, well... (laughs) For an adult, you wouldn't need to, but because I do do the questions with children, they do have the questions that are simplified. So yeah. the children's mode is just a simplified version, so it breaks it down so it's, the well, answers it's are not yeah. as long. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah. the questions are the same, but the answers are just a little bit shorter. Mm. And then, of course, if you do switch it to child's mode, there's also a song that accompanies every single That's right, you mentioned question. that yeah. before. Right, and mm. so it's a great it's a great tool, mm-hmm. and you really have no excuse because it's it's free. It's free, 
and everyone has a phone. <laughs> everyone has a smartphone, right? And so it's a it's a great tool. You can take it with you. You know, you, if you're listening to the songs and you're in the car, you can play it for your kids so that they hear it. It's fun. Kids yeah. learn it and they'll sing it because it's pretty catchy too.、Mm -hmm. And then slowly you you are tricking them into learning. So well, it's it's like that old joke about the police officer who sees a man on his hands and knees by、mm. a street lamp. On the sidewalk, and the officer walks on by, and comes over to him and says,、uh, "Can I help you with anything, sir? What's going on here?" And he said, "Ah, I lost my wedding ring." And the police officer says, "Oh, yeah, you might be in trouble for that. Where'd you lose it?"、And、he says, "Oh, over by the. It went down the sewer over there."、Uh -huh. And the officer says, "Well, if it if you lost it over there, why are you here?" The man says, "Well, it's it's where the light is." And I think, you know, oftentimes we are so consumed by our current concerns、mm. and our current biases and preferences and proclivities that we do have blind spots all over the place. Right. The catechism is sort of a way of kind of making sure that spotlight goes and covers a wide area. Right. Yeah, and it's just great for kids to. Hear theology, think about theology, see that theology matters to you,、mm -hmm. and be able to have an occasion to, you know, ask you questions, have a discussion,、mm -hmm. you know, just. And if it doesn't happen, you know, if you just mention it and say a few words about it, and and it goes one, it seems like it goes one ear and out the other. Yeah, who cares? Right. And, and it's also, but it might not yeah, actually. And it will make you uncomfortable、mm -hmm. because either. Your kids are gonna have more questions,、mm -hmm. and you're not gonna have the answers to those questions,、mm -hmm. or you're gonna have questions about the questions and answers. <laughs> right, and, and that's a good thing too. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because whenever when we went through the section about the Ten Commandments,、mm -hmm. you know, and it goes through every single one. At least the Westminster Catechism does, yeah, yeah. and you get to the one on adultery.、Mm -hmm. And kids again, they just see a word that they don't know, and、right. so they're like, "What's adultery?" And yeah, I'm like,、yeah. "I'm gonna let your parents tackle this one, not because <laughs> I'm afraid to do it, but I don't know if your parents want me to teach you about things like this right now." Right, right. But you can still get at the 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 nugget of the issue with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's things like that where. You are put in a position of: Do I go through this question with this child right now,、yeah. or do I? Because they could just listen to it and just that's it. They give them an answer and they're like, okay. Or they could come back with, what is this? What does that mean?、Yeah. And if you're not prepared, you and in my experience, actually, what usually happens is that it seems like they don't care, but then a couple days or a few <laughs> weeks later. They'll just bring up randomly in the car. Yeah. So what is the deal with you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, it's it's these questions that are good because if there are things that you're going through and you're looking at it and you're like, I don't actually quite understand this that well,、mm. then like a teacher should, you should do your research. You know, you should do your studying. Well, the best way to learn something is to teach it. Yeah, and so it, it's just one of those things, and. For parents out there, this is just an encouragement to you all. You don't have to have all the answers,、mm -mm. but you should be willing to discover those answers together with your children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you're not going to know every single answer. And so it's okay because you yourself are growing in knowledge. Hey, we have very fortunately a senior pastor who is a professor at a seminary. Right. And he is an email away. (laughs) He is a text message away. And we have a number of congregants actually who are seminary students. Right. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah. So we have such a rich resource within our body. Yeah. uh, Yeah. There's there's answers. People have thought about these all of these questions for ages and ages and ages. And there's plenty of, you know, discussion about anything you can think of. Mm Somebody's thought of it before, right? And there has been discussion, and there has been, you know, real satisfactory responses to whatever things you can come up with, yeah. and and you know, even if they're not satisfactory to you at the moment, it's good to wrestle with them. Yeah, yeah. God doesn't actually promise to give you all the answers to all the questions. Mm. There is absolutely no way that an infinite God. And a finite human would know the same exact things. Mm. It's not possible. Mm. It's just the nature of being a finite creature that we won't know everything. And it's okay. And (laughs) if your kids will be okay with you not knowing either. (laughs) But it's, again, it's the path of being students together. You're just an older student (laughs) that has experienced a little bit more that can help the younger students. But it's... It does take humility, Mm. but then also a desire to continue to grow and learn. Mm, Yeah. The summertime can be a daunting time for Mm. families, for parents. Mm -hmm. I have, for as long as I've had kids either been a teacher or a stay-at-home dad and so I never had to scramble to find child care mm. but I imagine especially in this area it's got to be a little bit of madness mm-hmm. and and so you on top of doing your regular job and doing your regular chauffeuring all around mm. um, you've got to also make summer fun for your kids <laughs> And take vacations and, you know, like, deal with the heat and all that. Mm-hmm. And so I do feel a little bit bad that we're kind of taking this break and just saying, <laughs> parents, just figure it out. Just like the school tells parents, yeah. just figure it out over the summer. It's an odd thing, right? Because <laughs> no one else just takes a break from work yeah. for three months, yeah. right? So being a student or being a teacher, it's... It's an odd schedule yeah. for everyone else. And yeah. you forget that other people are continuing to live their normal lives, yeah. right? And, and kids, it's, they don't realize, oh, I'm on break, yeah. but my parents are doing the same thing every single day, yeah. and there is no break for them, right? <laughs> and so it's this weird condition where we are yeah, we're conditioning children that this is normal, that you go to school every day or for five days a week, and then in the summertime... For three months, you stop. Yeah, and especially nowadays, because you know, I'm you know, I'm a Gen Xer, mm. and I, when I was growing up, I was a latchkey kid. Yeah, and my parents didn't find childcare for us. Nope. They would just be like, "Go, here's TV dinners. Yeah, go outside. Don't 
you know, go and run into the street. Don't be an idiot. There was no child care. No, there was no <laughs> child care. They were, you know, you went on bikes and yeah. you went around the neighborhood and, yeah. you know, or you watch TV all day long. And my parents were like, well, whatever. Yeah. You know, we just got to make do. And But now you can't do that nowadays. Yeah. Oh my! You'll get arrested <laughs> nowadays yeah. if you do that. Yeah. So yeah, it's a. I parents have it tough. Yeah. So, do we have any ideas or suggestions for them? I mean, I think there's there's tons of things that parents are already doing. Yeah. Right. Because, again, if you who are, are we to tell you guys, you guys have figured <laughs> it out before us. I mean, you're working. Your kids are suddenly out of school. Yeah. And so the biggest need is. What do these kids do in between the time you leave for work and come back? Mm-hmm. And so it's the same question of, you know, that you do that school answers, right? Because, well, they're at school. And so they come home and then you're home. It's it's fine. But now you have the seven, eight hour chunk of time that you have to fill. Yeah. And, you know, there are various things that are available. You know, that's why summer camps. Yep. Day camps. Day camps. Things like VBS, mm-hmm. these are great, you know, resources for parents because it, it answers those needs. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so it's just there's always you know the sports camps available, science camps, any any camp for any topic <laughs> you can possibly think of, there is a camp for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think it's it's easy enough to find things. I mean, I know I I. I know a, a number of parents who they try to sign up for every single VBS they can. Yeah. They look at local churches. They look, of course, they'll sign up for the VBS at our church, mm-hmm. but they'll also look at, you know, local churches mm-hmm. near to them and referrals from other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'll try to just slot weeks. Yeah. As many weeks as they yeah. can over the summer. And, you know. Because I think that, yes, it's easy to find them. The hard part is, you know how affordable is this? Yeah, because it's it's going to cost money. Yeah. You know, and it's it's not easy for every family to meet that need. Yeah. And so, those are kind of tough questions that, unfortunately, we are not going to be able to answer on the podcast. But I think a lot of the things that we would suggest are things just when you are with your children. Mm-hmm. You know. There's recommendations of things that you can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we could point you to certain programs that you might look into. But again, the the for most parents at this point, mm-hmm. uh, I think they they kind of have a groove of their own, and they know, and they've been looking since the beginning of the year. Yeah, yeah. Right. As you kind of have to. Right. As a new year Ugh. comes around, you've already signed up for some programs, yeah. and so you know you know what's up. But you know, there are newer parents maybe that are looking into that. But yeah, for, I think for the most part is, and this is something that comes up, you know, even as I talk with parents and, and visit families, how do you make good use of the time that you have with your children? Mm. During the summertime, because they don't have school, that means they don't have homework, which means during the evenings, they probably are freer. And those evening hours are longer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and then because you've sent maybe sent them to camp during the day, there's nothing in the evening. Yeah, um, and camp day camps don't sometimes day camps don't last all day long. Right. So and so it it's one of those things where yes, it's hard, but you're also given some extended time during the summer to actually spend with your children, and that's something that 
they probably look forward to. You know, for the summers, it does slow down. The day, unfortunately, the days feel really long, mm -hmm. but those are the times that we can actually maximize. And that's something that hopefully Tom and I can actually maybe provide some recommendations for yeah. how, how to spend time with each other during the summer. So I'll start with a general resource that I think is terrific and I've, I've used a lot in the past. It's a website mm. called kidfriendlydc.com. Mm. All one word, no dashes, K-I-D-F-R-I-E-N-D-L-Y-D-C.com, kidfriendlydc.com. And it's a blog mm. that focuses on family-friendly events mm -hmm. around the area. And what's great about this website is that it gets updated regularly mm -hmm. and real kudos to the person who runs it they really are disciplined about finding good events and they do reviews of popular destinations they have recommendations all kinds of recommendations frequently over the weekend they have like five things to do mm -hmm. for the weekend but they also regularly have blog posts about, you know, these are the shows that are going on right now. These are the museum events that are happening right now. Mm -hmm. These are, you know, day trips that you can be taking right mm -hmm. now sort of things. Because it's so regularly updated, mm -hmm. there's constantly new ideas and they have a, you know, really deep archive of stuff. So if you ever had a question about, hmm, I wonder if anybody knows anything about... Fossil hunting, mm -hmm. right? You can just put it in their little search bar and there's, you know, four or five articles will come up. You know? Wow, that's great. Yeah, so kidfriendlydc.com is often one of my first places to go to, to if I'm thinking about a particular kind of activity. Mm. That's a great one. Yeah. My recommendation is camping. Mm -hmm. Camping is great. My recommendation for camping doesn't mean you have to hike out into the mountains okay. somewhere. Yeah. And uh, Although it's cooler in the mountains. Right. Um, <laughs> it's just grab a tent uh -huh. and pitch it outside. Could be your backyard. It could be your backyard. Yeah. Could be inside too if you wanted to. But I just remember as a child myself uh -huh. going camping with, with my family. You know, my dad would take us to a beach. We would mm -hmm. camp and we would make food on the beach and i i just had really fond memories of mm. these little camping trips and again it wasn't really roughing it mm -hmm. and we had to you know make our own fire and like purify our own water it was nothing that rigorous mm -hmm. uh, although that can be fun but it was just something as simple as just yeah pitching a tent and then sleeping outside yeah and sometimes my dad would do that at home mm -hmm. we'd just put a tent in the backyard and just stay outside. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it would just be my brother and I, mm -hmm. uh, or it would be all of us. But it was just one of those fond things that I can think of. And, you know, number one, it's just something out of the ordinary, mm. right? Like, it's not something that you do on a normal basis. And so it's just fun to do something different. Yeah, It's also fun because for most families, they do not sleep in the same room. Mm. Now, some people might want to have multiple tents and have their kids in a separate tent. But, <laughs> you know, for me, it was just we just had a big tent and we all Every just slept in, in there. Together, right. And yeah. it was just kind of fun that you're spending time together. Yeah. You're laughing. You're telling stories. And so 
for me, it was great. Now, it could create problems and you can fight and it could be bad too you know sure. it just remind i just i'm reminded of the calvin and hobbs strips where the dad would try to take the family camping and it would rain <laughs> it'd be miserable yeah, right. he's trying to have a good time and everyone else is terrible and at the end he's like ah this is the worst trip ever but even even plans. those things yeah yeah later on in life they become fond memories yeah. right there are they are things that you can recall and things that you can share <laughs> with other people. And at the moment, it may not be the most exciting thing, especially if you're older kids. Yeah. But it's it's a fun memory that you can make with your, your children. And again, it was effective for me, yeah. so much so that I want to do that with my family. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, I've, I've already bought a tent. Nice. I mean, I don't know when I will take my one-year-old, but I do want to take her. Yeah. So to dovetail off of that recommendation, mm-hmm. uh, my recommendation is to actually do things at night. Mm. Backyard camping is a wonderful idea, especially since the nighttime becomes so warm right. during the summer. It's not as chilly. It's actually kind of nice and cool and you know mm-hmm. temperate, and, and you can enjoy the temperatures falling. Mm-hmm. And... It's a great way to start doing things like star watching, mm-hmm. you know, and looking for constellations, learning about the constellations, mm-hmm. taking moonlight walk, you know, doing like capture yeah. the flag yeah. at night, you know. <laughs> I remember I was invited to do kind of a, it's called orienteering, but it was kind of, it's essentially a, a scavenger hunt sort of thing, but it's. Mm-hmm. But there was a nighttime portion of it, and that was really fun. There's like it heightens the mystery mm-hmm. and the romance of it, mm-hmm. you know. And so, doing things at night, having nighttime activities, I don't know if if that'll really eat into your sleep. So right. It's a, yeah. Not not an yeah. everyday thing, <laughs> but an occasional thing that those are those things can really make indelible memories. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's there's something about being outdoors that it's, again it's refreshing. Yeah, it can be difficult, but I guess it also depends on your child. If your child is not an outdoorsy kind of kid, sure. it, it it could be very miserable. You'll find for you them. can find out. Yeah. You can find out if he or she is. Yeah. But it's also something where a lot of the times it's also if you haven't ever done it and they've never experienced it and then all of a sudden you're forcing them to, yeah, it it, it might feel like a drag. But if you if you start pretty early, and this is a regular thing that you do, they get used to it. So mm. even though they may not be the most athletic or whatever, they just, they like to do it because it's with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember that when I first started homeschooling mm-hmm. and those first couple of summers when we were doing homeschooling, I remember my constant focus was on the heat, mm. escaping the heat, yeah, finding ways. <laughs> Finding ways to be... I hate summer. Yeah. It's really a miserable season, especially in D.C. with the humidity. I, I feel the same. And so just finding a certain level of comfort level, mm-hmm. you know? So a lot of my recommendations kind of go along that area. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm thinking, look for places with shade, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, I have in my mental map a number of parks that I know that have shaded trails, mm. you know. And going to the park is wonderful, but you want to avoid parks where it's just 
all out in the open sure. and the <laughs> equipment is like front you know just like frying yeah. your butts off as you go down those slides no no no, yeah. no. you want to find parks that are near trees that are shaded and trails that have nice shady areas mm-hmm. uh, that's you know that's what you want to look look yeah. out for especially if you're going outside now if you're indoors right you have a ton of options right you can go to movie theaters you can mm-hmm. watch a movie that's a couple hours killing right there yeah. expensive these days yeah. but if you find some budget theaters <laughs> right a local budget theater can can save you a couple dollars there and then malls right mm. ikea museums libraries mm-hmm. this is what I'm, I'm thinking public spaces that will allow you to spend a good chunk of time where you can roam and feel comfortable and you know is a little bit out of the ordinary yeah you know yeah in, not in front of a you know video game mm-hmm. you know not just relaxing on the couch all day long you just push them out a little bit and yeah. you're you're looking for these occasions where you'll still be comfortable but you'll be able to you know do something a little different yeah and there's i mean i guess it's it depends if you really love dc or not i mean there's some people that love it and they will go to dc or as you know l- local people up here just the city mm-hmm. and they'll go for any opportunity they have mm-hmm. whereas avery and i try to avoid it like the plague well the summer is tourism season right and so DC. it can be fun because there are a I do have to agree. There are a ton of things to do in DC. Yeah. There are museums. There are so many different sites that you can go to, and so that is one thing that you can definitely do. But also, it's if you don't mind a little bit, little bit of a trek. You know, Virginia actually has a lot to offer. Mm. You do have to drive a little bit, but they have so many different things that you can do, especially if you're an outdoors type of person. Mm. Um, the Luray Caverns or mm-hmm. the, you know, the natural bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, they just have things like that. They have yeah. waterfalls. They have all sorts of stuff out there that you can you can take a look at. And it's fun. That's actually on my list of recommendations that you can push out to some of the areas around us mm-hmm. that are less touristy or less commonly visited. Mm-hmm. So that includes Baltimore, Right. That includes Annapolis. That includes like Virginia Beach mm-hmm. or Harper's Ferry, any place in West Virginia. Yeah. You know, there's like lots of cool little places around that have their own festivals and events mm-hmm. and, you know, their own museums. One of my favorite museums is the BMA in Baltimore mm-hmm. or the Walters. Those are great museums and they tend to be less crowded and less hectic yeah. than DC can be in, in the summer, right? And you know what's also actually fairly nice and a lot of people don't really think about it and whether you're in Maryland or in Virginia, but it's as the Virginians call it is eastern shore. Mm-hmm. Right? You just go out there um and it's like you're in a completely different place. Yeah. Because at least for me when I was growing up in high school, you know, we lived in Chesapeake, and so we went to the southern part of the eastern shore mm-hmm. across the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. You go up, but it, it's not very w- developed mm-hmm. purposefully. Mm-hmm. And so it is escaping kind of the everyday, the city life, and it, 
again, it's just kind of enjoying nature and beaches and wild horses and humongous horse flies. <laughs> but it is kind of fun to get out there as well. Yeah. My recommendation, and this is, again, very a, a very simple one, and only because it is the summer, is do just like a spontaneous fast food run. Oh, yeah. And this is, I'm, I'm talking about late at night. Okay. With your kids. Oh, how fun. Because, again, it's, if you haven't already caught on, it's my recommendations are just doing spontaneous things yeah. or things that are irregular. And these are the things that will capture your children's heart. Yeah. Because they're so used to, just like you, a very routine life. Yeah. Every day they wake up at the same time, something they go to special. school, and something just a little bit different. And, and this is something, again, you don't, you're not trying to feed your children fast food all the time, and that's what makes it that much better, mm-hmm. right? Is that it's, you've already had dinner, you've already done that, and it's just, let's go grab something from mm-hmm. Mickey D's or somewhere, right? And it's not, I'm not saying have a full meal, but just like a snack or something, and it's something <laughs> just out of the, or, or Dairy Queen or somewhere, get ice cream, and it's, it's the summer, they have nothing to do, right? <laughs> yeah. You know? It's okay if they sleep a little bit later, wake up a little bit later, be a li- you know, but that will be a fun experience for them where, again, it's, it's fun to do that, but it's also you're trying to spend time with them. And so they remember the time that they're spending with you. It's not going to cost you an arm and a leg, and it's not going to take an hour to do, but something that's going to create a memory for them. And again, it's an experience with you that yeah. they remember. Yeah. How lovely. I love that idea. And and there's variations on that yeah. that you can do. I know some people who um, on, on certain special occasions or maybe just a random occasion, mm-hmm. they'll give their kids 10 bucks or something and yeah. they'll go to the dollar store yeah. and they'll say, buy whatever you want. Yeah. I, I tried one time to go to H-Mart uh-huh. and tell the kids you can get what, you know, each each kid can get a snack of their choosing. Yeah. Unfortunately, kids are pretty conservative. They all got like potato chips. Yeah, yeah. But maybe next time if I do that, I'll I myself will like pick out, you know, seven different crazy snacks. Yeah. And then we'll just have like a tasting party or something. Oh, that's a fun idea. You know? Yeah. But yeah, just doing something a little wacky like Eating that. Eating weird foods together. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for yeah. Sure. Okay. So on the theme of beating the heat, mm. I'm going to pick a really obvious recommendation, which is go for water, right? Yeah. So water parks, rec centers, swimming pools. Having your kids do swimming lessons over the summer mm-hmm. is not only a good way to use up time, but mm-hmm. it's, it's going to be, could be a life-saving you know, skill. Right, yeah. And so... I think it's important that kids learn how to swim. Just finding a good swimming pool that you either have a membership with or even if you don't have access to an outdoor pool, rec centers have fast pass, you know, Mm -hmm. deals or you can go to buy like a seasonal pass to the Fairfax water parks Mm -hmm. and if you use it like more than two or three times, Mm -hmm. you know, it, it starts, it ends up starting to be kind of a bargain. Yeah. Those water parks can be 
pretty expensive trips. Yeah. But if you get like a seasonal pass, yeah, and yeah. it'll give you an excuse to visit them a couple of times. Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of water parks that are around that are great. I um, was going to ask if you have any favorite beaches that you go to. Ah, well, unfortunately, I, I don't like water myself. You and I share that. I hate going to the beach. Well, my my thing is, whether it's the beach or the pool, the main reason why is because when I was in middle school, I almost drowned. Oh. And so I have a very negative experience with water. Yeah. So I don't really enjoy it as much. It's not fun. Yeah. I can go, but it's I, I just don't have fun because of that. But... There are there are a ton of different beaches just because, you know, especially living in southern Virginia where you have more access to beaches than I feel like up here. You have to drive pretty far to yeah. get to different beaches. Yeah. But I know in southern Virginia, I mean, of course, you have Virginia Beach, which is the most popular beach. Mm. And it's, you know, very large. But even there you get. You know, everyone will kind of go to the central location Mm -hmm. where the boardwalk is and everything. But they do have other beaches that are more secluded, depending upon what you like. Mm -hmm. But as I was doing research, I actually found that one of the number one beaches that is recommended Mm. is called Buck Row Beach. Mm. Buck Row Beach. And this is in Hampton. And it's named... For, there's a pier called Buck Row Pier, mm. where very famous for fishing, mm. but apparently that beach also is just very nice. Mm. It's not, again, it's it's not a beach off the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's going to be from you know the the Chesapeake Bay, mm-hmm. uh, but it's also not heavily crowded like mm-hmm. Virginia Beach. And yeah, there's I review after review. It's always in like the top five beaches for people. You know, there's always pros and cons about these kinds of beaches. So, you know, you can go to Virginia Beach, like I said. You can go to Ocean City. You can go to Atlantic City. These are the big beaches, right, that have boardwalks and a whole bunch of different activities that you can do. And they can be fun in their own right. It will be more fun for your children, right, because there's so many different activities and foods and things. But as you get older and you want a more quiet, peaceful experience, beaches like Buck Row. There's another one. It's called Colonial Beach. Mm. And it's not really like a beach that you, you know, you would really go swimming in. Mm. But it's a small little community. And again, it's just more like if you enjoy like water sports and things, mm-hmm. that's a great place that you can go to that, again, it's not like heavily touristy, but it's still kind of secluded and that's supposed to be really nice as well. Mm-hmm. So my recommendation is to check out local libraries. Libraries know that parents kind of have this dilemma over the summer. Right. And they tend to have a chock full of events mm-hmm. going on over the summer. They really ramp up for it. Uh-huh. And so we have a couple of really great library systems in our area. Mm-hmm. Alexandria Library. Fairfax Library, Falls Church, their Mm -hmm. one little library is fantastic. You know, you can go over to the Maryland side as well. Mm -hmm. Maryland people, I hear you. Montgomery (laughs) County has great libraries. And so check out their websites. Subscribe to their email list to get notified of events Mm -hmm. and look at their calendars. If you're looking for something to do, Usually there will be a library near you that has an event going on. Sometimes these events can get a little 
bonkers because mm. there's a lot of parents that kind of yeah. you know are looking to to take to take advantage of these. So even if you just go there to look at books with your kids yeah. and have your kids lounge around and browse and and pick a a dozen you know picture books or comic books you know uh-huh. to 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 take home and read. It's a great way to to spend some time. Your recommendation reminded me of it's it's more on the crafty side, mm. crafty kind of things. The first one is some that some parents may already know, but I think it's on Saturdays where Home Depot they do this free kind of I don't I don't know if you call it a craft, but they have these little kits that they will give every kid. Mm. They give them the you know orange apron and they can make something. They have a little kit that they can use tools with and build something. Mm. And it's kind of fun, mm-hmm. right? And again, it's it's for free. You just kind of go and then they have people there that will help your kids. And then it's a fun little experience that they can have. Yeah. And then the other one is, the one that's more related to libraries is, there are some libraries in the Fairfax County system that have 3D printers. Mm, yeah, And so you have access to that, mm-hmm. right? They're not the craziest top end printers, but they are they are good enough for novelty purposes. And yeah. I think your kids would have a blast yeah. because you can figure out, you know, they. I think they have templates that you can choose, oh, wow. but I think you can also probably craft and try to make your own things. Okay. And so it's part of, well, you can learn and your children can learn. Mm-hmm. And again, it's kind of crafty because you're, or at least it's, creative yeah. right like you have to create something and you know it's a little uh, what ends up happening is you have this little they can make a little toy mm-hmm. uh, but if you get good enough with you know the 3d printer you can actually create things that are useful as well yeah. so it's just kind of a mm. something that's again most kids and i think most parents adults don't really have access to a 3d printer mm-hmm. so it just be a fun experience to share with your child and again it's something that you can be creative about and they can make their own toy essentially mm-hmm. and it'll be fun yeah well my last recommendation is kind of going against some of what we said before <laughs> but it's to go down to the basement and play video games with your kids <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's fun and and you know, it's. I think that's actually very different from just letting your kids play video games all day long. Yeah. If you are playing side by side with them, mm-hmm. then you are sharing in something with them. Uh-huh. There are games that are more puzzle oriented. Mm-hmm. If you're not a games person, like a video game person, mm-hmm. uh, there are games that are at all kinds of different levels. A new Zelda. Uh-huh. is coming out i hear there's a lot of hype around that <laughs> and it'll get give you a chance to see a little bit of what your kids might be into yeah and sometimes you're able to have conversations or broach topics easier when you're doing things side by side mm. than if you are sort of in a more face to face if you're like face to face looking at each other over across the dinner table <laughs> it might seem like a little bit of a confrontation to your kids sure. they might sort of feel a little bit on the hot seat mm-hmm. but if they're you know if you're both trying to beat each other in in Mario Kart or whatever right then you know you could bring something up and and they'd feel less threatened about mm. you know talking to you about it yeah 
So that's not to say that you know you should use video games as a Trojan horse to get into these discussions, <laughs> but I think you know oftentimes these things can happen serendipitously, mm. and uh, you know spending time with your kids is a good thing, and using the summer as an excuse to do so is a good thing when your kids don't have to worry about their latest assignment or right. you know grades or some of that pressure's off. Yeah. So you can sort of catch them off guard a little bit. Yeah, I think that's true. There's a lot I think there, you know, was it Pastor Paul also mentioned how, you know, he would play Legos with his kids mm. and it was during these little moments mm, where they would right. just open up, yeah. right? Like you play with them and out of nowhere they'll just bring th- stuff up and yeah. yeah, it's just if you are able to create more opportunities that you're spending with your children that then it's more opportunities that they could possibly open up and and talk to you but if it's just irregularly spending time you know it might be that they do want to talk but they just don't know the timing and how to you know bring things up but they feel connected to you and you know they know that listening maybe they're more likely to to open up and share so I think that's a great recommendation video games Well, Mark, usually when we have a discussion that kind of builds momentum like this and goes on for a while, I will break it up into (laughs) two or three episodes and give us a little bit of of breathing room. And yet, I think because this is our last episode, this might just end up being a really long (laughs) episode. And, you know... Our listeners might just have to listen in, listen to the entirety of it in a couple of different sittings, maybe. Yeah. But I did want to sort of end with a little bit of discussion or consideration of what might come next. Mm. You know, when we first started doing these, I think there was a much more narrow thought of what this would be mm. and what we would cover. But I think over the course of this first season which has been like 34, 35 episodes. I think it is slowly evolving. It's more of, as I think about it, of living life together. Mm. And yeah, the conversations don't have to be so formal, Mm -hmm. but a general topic that we're trying to address. And a little bit more free form, Mm -hmm. possibly. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe people like a lot of structure, Mm -hmm. but... I know for a lot of people, it's it's like they're listening in on a conversation, and then, and because they actually know who you and I are, yeah. it is you know it could be something where it's a little bit more interesting because they know us and mm-hmm. they feel like oh they're just listening to a conversation between two people or two friends, and so I would like to have because of that I would like to have more guests come yeah and it, again it doesn't necessarily have to be we are picking their brains because there's a topic that they aren't expert in. Yeah. But it's just, again, we're friends, we're family, and just getting different voices on, different thoughts, different opinions, and just sharing life together. If we could do that where people can come in and kind of share, I think that would be great. Now, it, I, I still like going over the catechism questions. Yeah. I still enjoy talking about theology, talking about the different topics that we can cover for parents and the different things as, as it goes with our faith. I don't think that will ever change, mm-hmm. 
But as we introduce it, I don't know how many people feel, but yeah, maybe a more long form podcast. Mm. I mean, because we're already doing it. <laughs> we're just we're just making you all think that they are just separate little episodes. But and it's just one of those things. If you can't finish an episode, it's okay. But I think when you are able to talk long form, mm. you're able to dive deeper and you're able to have I think more quality conversation. I think if we're able to do that, I personally think it would be great. And again, a great way that we can really learn about one another and talk about more meaningful content because of that. So that's kind of something that I've been thinking through. But yeah, what about you, Tom? A hundred percent on having more voices. I really wish next year we'll be able to have more people chime in Mm -hmm. and be guests and have a spot in front of the microphone yeah i think this past year we had some difficulty actually convincing people that (laughs) to show up and 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 contribute and i think it's because i i think at least for some of them they they there was intimidation factor about you know oh do i know enough about this Mm -hmm. am i am i really an expert do i have something to contribute and i think if we could relieve some of that pressure and let people know no we just we just want to hear your perspective we just want to hear your voice and to get to know different people in the church yeah i think would be really useful even it doesn't i don't think these you're right mark i don't think of these podcasts as a series of lectures yeah I think of them as just an ongoing conversation, sharing our lives, working through these topics out loud. Yeah. 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 And I, I think, yeah, that, that was one thing. Because we're a lot of our episodes, there was a topic. And we asked people to come and talk about that topic. Mm-hmm. They felt like, yeah, they had to be an expert in whatever that was. Mm-hmm. But if we kind of, again, more gear it more towards, oh, let's just have a guest come on and then we'll talk about a topic with them. Mm-hmm. But that's just like any conversation that you have. We should just bring have. a surprise topic on to people. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's again, it's, it's an interesting thing. And, you know, for you guys that are listening in, if you hate that idea, you can let us know. <laughs> but it's... And if you've always wanted to come... Yeah. I, Let I mean, us know. Some we people don't that. like the sound of their voice, so they feel like, just know that we... We are we have a very small audience. So the the most that we'll hear you is uh, yeah. It's again within our two own people, church. Two people. Two right? people. Yeah. Listen to this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's just fun. We started off with a very very specific target audience that we envisioned. Yeah. Which were parents of kids at New City. Yeah. And we found that all sorts of people from New City yeah. listen to this podcast. And so I think we're going to have to re- re- rethink the focus of yeah. the podcast in that regard, that it doesn't have to be so parent-centric yeah. and that we can deal with broader topics that have to do with, that are more relevant to other groups in the church. We've gotten a suggestion, for example, to talk more about money. Mm. And that is out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But I would love, you know, yeah. to be part of those conversations because it is out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And that's a great idea. The imagery that the Apostle Paul uses is that we are the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. He also tells us that we ought to sharpen one another. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is one of those ways that we can do that, whether it be through 
theological discussions mm-hmm. about um, particular doctrines or struggles that we have with our faith or different topics that we have, or if it's just struggles that we have in our lives. Because again, the, the thing about theology is that it should lead to doxology, but it's part of all of our lives. Mm-hmm. You know, many people think theology is just an academic endeavor that you don't really need it. Mm-hmm. But as we look at theology, we learn more about God. And as we learn more about God, we learn more about ourselves. Yeah. You know, that's something that Calvin talks about in the institutes. And so as we talk and as we kind of think about these things together, we discover more about ourselves again, then we think again more about our maker. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a great opportunity, again, to grow in faith, to grow in relationship, and, and learn. Learn yeah. from one another and learn from God. 